It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Keep hope alive. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. The greatest love story of all time is summed up in these 25 verses. Of 25 words that someone is called a miniature Bible, the gospel in a nutshell. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Good evening, good evening. This is Evangelist Portia Mac Ivor from Reaching the Masses Media Ministry. I am here today to finish this particular lesson as to why we have to get saved or have to get saved, why we need to give our lives to the Lord. The topic is the dynamics of salvation. Now, I'm trying to do it as easy as I can because this particular, these particular lessons are for newbies. I want them to understand why they need to give their lives to the Lord. I want them to understand what happened to cause the earth to be in chaos. I want them to understand what happened to cause us to need a savior and to need salvation. God made man perfect. He made man in his image and his likeness, which was perfect. And we I told you the story. Um if you need to hear more, go back to lesson one and lesson two. This is lesson three. Um man fell. Man disobeyed God by eating of the fruit of a tree that God had told him not to eat of, thereby forfeiting his dominion over the world that God had created for him and put him over. All of a sudden, the enemy, which is Satan, the devil, hallelujah, mm. the old serpent, and there are a number of the names in the Bible, Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies, all of those are names that have been given to that fallen, unemployed cherub. And he decided that he was going to go to Eve. Instead of going to Adam, Adam was the head, but he decided he was going to Eve. I don't know what it was, but 
Well, yeah, I do know what it was. You know, the devil lacks disorder. So he knew that if he went to Eve, that was out of order. He was supposed to go to the head. And if you read in the Bible, in Genesis, nothing happened when he went to Eve. But he knew that Eve had lit a spark in Adam's eye. And he knew that Adam loved Eve. At that time, she was not called Eve. At that time, she was called Adam. Because in Genesis, the Bible said that their name was Adam. It was Adam, he, and Adam, she. Their name was Adam. She didn't get the name Eve until after the curse. When she was going to, well, when the curse came on her, that she was going to produce children and pain. Read your Bible. You'll see what it is all in Genesis. But that's when she became Eve after the fall. But before the fall, she was Adam, just as her husband was Adam. And I'm going to talk about that on another topic one day because we as women are out here and we take on our husband's name. But why do women hyphenate their maiden name? with their husband's name. In the Bible from the beginning, they were both Adam. That's a topic for another time. Oh, we're going to have some good topics on this show. Um, I ask you to forgive me for last week. I had a terrible cold. Last week is better this week. I could barely talk and my throat was getting raspy. I was coughing. Man, I thought I had to stop the show. But I'm okay this week. But we're going to the Word. Now, we've already heard everything. We've heard about the Garden of Eden, about the fall, how he made, well, how we heard of the Garden of Eden. We heard about how he made male and female. We've heard about how they were both called Adam. And we've heard about the fall. Now, the fall meant that they needed to be repaired. The whole thing that God had created had crashed, and it needed to be repaired because all of a sudden, Adam no longer had authority. Now, you know God was not going to have that. Mm. And you'll notice also when you read in Genesis, they ate of the tree. Well, she ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but she did not eat of the tree of life. And if you keep on reading, God never told her not to eat of the tree of life. He told them not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They would have been able to eat of it before, as I said last week. But he was teaching them. He had a place where he wanted them to be. But they were to know know. All that he knows, he knows about good and evil. He knows what to follow and what not to follow. That was for later in their life. But they couldn't wait. They listened to the serpent. The serpent had a plan, but, oh, God had a plan that was greater than the plan of of the serpent. But we're going to go on today, and we're going down through the generations, down through... Adam and Eve and 
uh, their two sons, and then the third son, and then the <laughs> on down the line, hallelujah. Cain was the first son, Abel was the second son, and we all, you see it in the, in the Bible, how Cain slew Abel, he killed him. And the ground could not hold him. The, the, the legend goes, every time Cain would bury Abel, the earth would spit him up. And the Bible tells you that Abel's blood cried out unto the Lord after he had perished, after Cain had killed him. His blood cried out from the earth. That's how God knew what had happened. But... We're going to go on beyond that. Please go back to your Bible in Genesis and just read the whole book of Genesis. Take your time. Understand that you need to look at words and look at words. I'm doing a kind of cliff note part of the whole creation and fall because, like I said, I only have a half an hour show right now. Um, and this is pre-recorded, and we will post it later. But next week... We're going live for hour and whatever else I have. I'm not sure of exactly how much time I have, but we're going to go live full time. But we're going to try to finish this up today. This is for the newbies. And I please, I beg of you, go to Genesis. Find out for yourself. The scriptures that I'm leaving on this recording, Please go find out for yourself. Read for yourself. It's good that I tell you. I'm just giving you a cliff note version. But go back and read the whole story. You're going to be so amazed. Go in Jeremiah and Isaiah and, oh my goodness, Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. You're going to find some things in there that are going to make you question. It's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you cry. And then you're going to see exactly how God is going to solve it all. He started it back there, and he's going to finish it in Revelation. But today we're going in Matthew, and we're going to find out what God did to redeem his creation after that slimy serpent destroyed or tried to destroy everything. Right now we're coming to you with Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. Well, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. As I said, God had a plan. God had already prepared a Savior. He had already prepared, prepared an escape for his creation. Those two that were made in his likeness and his image. God always know what to do. Always. No matter what trouble you get in, what happens in your life, God has an alternate plan. Because he tells us that he knew us before the foundation of the world. He knew Adam and Eve before the foundation of the world. And don't you know that he knew what was going to happen? But he gave them a choice to obey him or disobey him. He made us creatures of free will. After all, we're in his likeness and his image. He has a free will. He didn't make dummies, puppets, 
or something. He had to stick his hand up the back and say, Dad, dummy, Dad. He didn't do that. He made us like him, creatures of free will. Satan knew that. So he decided to come to see if he could tempt them. And sure enough, he tempted Eve. And then she gave the fruit to her husband, and he asked no question. He just took the fruit and ate it. I think he was enamored with his wife. Don't know for sure, but we'll find out on the other side. But then, as the scripture said in Matthew, God had a plan. He found a virgin on this earth, another creation, down through generation after generation after generation. And in every generation, the devil did something to try to destroy the bloodline of Jesus. See, on through, down, and yeah, Jesus was in the bloodline of Adam and Eve. There was a whole lot of people in that bloodline, Rahab, um, Abraham, Jacob, Esau, whole lot of people in that bloodline. And in each generation, Satan tried to destroy. Some disaster happened. Satan did something to cause something to happen, but God would rescue it, rescue them each time. Or they simply, like Abraham, decided to follow God, not the devil, not Satan. They decided to have faith, and finally somebody's following God. Not only Abraham, Noah did the same thing. You know about the flood on the earth? Yeah. Noah did the same thing. He was the only one who was found on earth at that time who was worthy, who was clean, whose heart was with God. And God chose him to build that ark. Like I said, go in your Bible and read it all. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful story of redemption for the human race. Now, God found, or he knew who she was, this young lady called Mary. She was pure and all that she did. She loved God. Her parents had taught her well. And she loved this God that they had taught her about. Man needed a redeemer because Satan had gone crazy. He's still like that. But man needed a redeemer. So through Mary, God, hallelujah, chose her. And the Holy Ghost came down and overshadowed her. But before that happened, the angels came and announced to her that she had been chosen and said that she was going to have a child. And she said, how am I, to put it in today's language, how am I going to have a child? I've never had a man. No man has ever touched me. But the angels told her that the Holy Ghost would overshadow her. And that which was born from her would be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Ha ha. God had a plan, an amazing plan of redemption. Now, you know, Satan was standing around. He knew all about it. He sees everything. He doesn't know everything, but he sees everything. And, of course, when she found that out, she said, well, be it unto me, as the word has said, as God has said. She accepted it. 
But then she had a dilemma. She was engaged to a man named Joseph. And she began to wonder, how am I going to tell Joseph this? How am I going to tell him that I'm still a virgin, but I'm pregnant? How am I going to tell him that the angels have came down and told me that I'm going to carry the Savior of the world? Oh, my God. Can you imagine that, women? All of a sudden, you've never had a man, and all of a sudden, you're pregnant with a child. And you're engaged to a man who is respected in your city, in your town, in your nation. And you've got to come to him and tell him, uh, I'm pregnant. Can you imagine what your, your intended would say or what they would do? He knows he hasn't touched you. What's the first thing that's going to pop in his mind? And I'm quite sure it popped in Joseph's mind, too. But God had a plan. The angels came to Joseph in a dream. And when they came to Joseph in the dream, they actually told him exactly what was going to happen. And Joseph accepted the dream. And he took Mary quickly and married her because he did not want her to be embarrassed. He knew that people would start talking as, oh, Joseph, you married her. Oh, Joseph, she had another man before you. Oh, just see, back in those days, you had to be a virgin. Because if you were not, you were called a harlot, and no man wanted you. But she was a virgin because the Holy Ghost overshadowed her. And hallelujah, the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God. God made himself a body. He overshadowed Mary. All he had to do was overshadow her. She was still a virgin even though she was pregnant. The Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of God, overshadowed her. Hallelujah. Went in her womb. Hallelujah. And made himself a body. Thank you, Jesus. And that body was to be called Emmanuel. That's what the angels called it. Now, when they had Jesus, they called him Jesus because the angels came and they told her that he was to be named Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Now, during that time, before she married Joseph, she went to her, I believe it was her cousin, Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was married to a priest called Zachariah. Zachariah would go and tend to the duties he had at the temple or at the synagogue. Well, the synagogue was a community center, but at the temple, he went and took care of his duties because he was a priest. And the angels came to him and told him that his wife was going to have a baby. And he literally said, you got to be kidding. That's my version of it. That's... Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not adding on, I'm not taking away, but that's what he would have said in this time. But he asked them, he questioned them, and he knew that he was old. And he thought that perhaps this was some kind of joke, but it wasn't. So what happened was that the angels told him, because he questioned them. What happened was the angels told him, well, since you don't believe us, you won't speak until the baby is born. See, he could have died, did a lot of damage with his words. 
because our words are alive. We are in the likeness and image of God. Our words are alive. You say something, it's going to sure enough come to pass. That's why you never, ever say something negative. You listen, hallelujah, rather than open your mouth and say something negative because your words are alive. And if you say it, you will have it. For you, the Bible says you shall have what you say. Anyway, they he became deaf. I'm sorry, mute until he could hear. Um, but he became mute until his son was born. He went back home and um she became pregnant. And by the time Mary heard from the angel, Elizabeth was six months pregnant. And when she came and Mary came, she traveled and she went to her cousin's house. When she was a long way on, and Elizabeth heard her voice, the baby in Elizabeth's womb kicked, it leaped. And the Bible said that baby was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Spirit of God then. And when she came, when Mary came to Elizabeth, hallelujah, I believe that both the babies leaped. Hallelujah, because that was the Savior and the forerunner. See, John, who was Jesus' cousin, well, I guess that made Mary her aunt, though Elizabeth Mary's aunt then. John, who was Jesus' cousin, was going to be the forerunner. He was going to be the one that would tell people, repent, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And when Jesus was born, then everything would be prepared for him. John prepared the way for the Savior. John grew up, and John, the Bible said he ate locusts and honey. That's all he ate because he was chosen specially by God. And he was the one that baptized everybody. He would holler, repent, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. It is near. In other words, repent for the Savior is coming. Come on, get you sinner. Come get baptized. Do what God has said to do. Come get baptized. Repent, repent, repent. That was his whole message. When he got out on his own, that's all God preached was repent. And people did. They listened to him. It was something about that man. It was something about that voice. And I don't care who they were, how hard their hearts were, they came and they repented and they got baptized. That's what we as preachers are doing in these last days because truly we're living in the last of the last days. We're hollering, repent, repent, give your life to Christ. Hallelujah. Cause the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The rapture is at hand. The end, hallelujah, is at hand. Not the end of the world, but the end of things as we know them. Because after we leave here, the church, after we leave here in the rapture, it's going to be a time like you've never seen before. Oh, if you want to know what's going to happen, look in Revelation. And we're going to be doing some more lessons on this, and I'm trying to, like I say, do a cliff note version, and I will again ask you to please go and read for yourself. Read the Bible. Learn the Bible. Meditate on this word. Meditate means take something that you've read 
and just meditate on it all day long, running over and over in your mind. That's how you learn the word. That's how you remember the word. But let us go back to Mary. Mary stayed with Elizabeth just a little while. And from there, she went back home, and she and Joseph got married. Because Joseph did not want her to be embarrassed. See, she went from one village to the other, and she stayed at Elizabeth's house. But now she had to go back home and face the crowd. So Joseph married her, and when he married her, that made her legal. That made people's mouths shut up because they didn't know all of what was going on. It's not recorded that they knew what was going on. But he did marry her, and he waited until after she had Jesus, our Savior, before he touched her. But then the Lord blessed them afterwards with sons and daughters. Hallelujah. Some of them were Jesus' disciples. I don't know how many children she had, but I know the Lord blessed her with a lot of children. And I'm I'm thinking it's three sons and two daughters from what I've read, but I want to make sure that was from another article from somebody else. But I want to make sure um, and, and know, because I, I don't like giving out information that's not been vetted. But I know John, Jude, and James were her sons, because the Bible speaks that. Now, the daughters, they don't say how many daughters she had. They don't say their names or anything. But John, Jude, not Judas, but Jude, J-U-D-E, the book of Jude, that's Jesus' brother. They all were his brothers, and they became his disciples. But let's go back. When Jesus was born, the Bible tells us about the Magi, or the wise men that came on camels, camels, and they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, I always thought it was these little boxes of gold, you know, maybe a little bit of frankincense and a little bit of myrrh. No, they bought tons and tons and tons of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So let me tell you something. Joseph and Mary were not poor, believe me, because they had to travel to Bethlehem because the king had called for everybody who was born in Bethlehem. They were doing a census. He had called everybody who was born in Bethlehem to Bethlehem. Didn't matter whether you were pregnant, sick, or what, you had to be in Bethlehem so they could do a head count. But the thing about it is that they did go. He put her on the back of a donkey, and they went <clears throat> from where they were to Bethlehem. That's how Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Now, we know the story. I mean, we've heard it from children, how when they got there, there was no room in the inn. Inn simply means a hotel, a place that you stay overnight. It was so full because everybody that was ever born in Bethlehem and was still alive was there. So there was no room for them. So they had to find a place for the baby to be born because she was in labor. So the innkeeper of a particular inn said, well, there's a stable outside. You can go outside. You can stay out there. And when they went out there, there was a manger where horses and things ate, where sheep 
grazed. But that's where she had to have her baby at. There was a barn outside. She had to have her baby there. And she laid him in a manger. A manger is a place where sheep eat from. But that's where Jesus was placed at when he was born. Can you imagine that day? But guess what? With all of that, the Magi came where they were. Now, can you imagine the people in the end trying to figure out what was going on out there at the barn? What in the world? That had to have been a sight. And the angels up in the sky began to sing when Jesus was born. There was a star up in the sky that led the wise men right to the exact spot where Jesus was because the sky, I mean, the star hung over the stable where he was born. And I can imagine Mary having that child. Don't know if she had pains or not. Have no idea. But I know she had that baby boy. And that baby boy lay there innocent as any newborn baby. But yet and still, he had the wisdom of eternity. Hallelujah. Can you imagine that? All wisdom was in that baby boy. All knowledge was in that baby boy. That baby boy, the Holy Spirit that was in that baby boy, is the one that created the mother that just had it. Is the one who created the stepfather who had to help raise him. Can you imagine that? Mm. I'm going to end this particular teaching. Like I say, it's Cliff Note. I had to do it that way. But I will tell you, again, please read your Bible. And if you have not given your life to Christ, please do so. Learn how wonderful he is. Learn how powerful he is. And learn how he gave man his authority back. Satan no longer has authority over this earth. Hallelujah, man does. We don't have authority over each other. But God says we are kings and priests in this earth. And all we have to do is speak the word. See, a lot of people don't know that. But we are, we have the authority, especially when you have been saved and the Holy Spirit has come to dwell in you. Hallelujah. When he comes to dwell in you, you are sealed. The Bible said you're sealed till the day of redemption. This is Portia Mike Ivor on lesson three, the last lesson. And we'll be talking about some more of this, but I'm going to be on a higher level. This is Cliff Notes for the Beginner so that you can understand. We're coming to you with the cross. Jesus' life and the cross. But that's going to be like an hour show, and I'm going to have guests and everything. But just listen to this. And go in your Bible and read. And when you go in your Bible and read, give your life to the Lord, because time is short. Time is short. We're in the last of the last days. I believe it. I feel it in my soul. Hallelujah. I know people have been saying that for a long time. I don't know what day he's going to come, but I do know he is going to come. So if I were you, I would get myself together. I would give my life to him. It's not hard. Just simply say, Lord, forgive me. Hallelujah. Come in my life and do something amazing with it. And he's right there. He will. Then find yourself a church and get in Bible study. Get baptized. 
hallelujah, and live a life for Christ. When the pastor teaches you, then you go out and make disciples of others because the news needs to get around. The world, you got to admit, is horrible nowadays. That's because they don't know Jesus. But if you know them and you've been taught, then you go out and you make disciples. Hallelujah. Even if you got to start a church in your home, even if you got to do like I'm doing, get on Blog Talk, get on YouTube, get on Facebook, some kind of social media, and be a crier like John. Hallelujah. Be the one that's saying, repent, repent, for the rapture is near. Hallelujah. Repent, repent, because your soul needs saving. Be the one that will work for God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. This is Portia again from Reaching the Masses ministry saying give your life to Jesus Christ tonight hallelujah he's waiting for you right now if you need to let me know about it if you need anything you can reach me at reaching the masses media ministry at gmail.com if you have any questions any comments reach me there if you want to find a local church reach me email me and I will help you all that I can. Soon we will have our website up, and we're going to go live on Blog Talk Radio. So you can come on there if you're a newbie and have you ask me any questions. If I don't know it, then I will find out and bring it on the next program. This is Reaching the Masses Media Ministry on Block Talk Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.